everybody, welcome back to the live podcast. Today we're going to talk about a book. And I'm pretty sure this is a book review, but um, it's more just a general idea, just the series itself, plus the book that I have right here. Uh, today is Veterans Day, you know, which outside looks really, very nice, even though there is a bit of snow because it has snowed in the past two days. Uh, recently, I wanted to make some corrections for a bit. At least one of them. I don't know about the others. Uh, first things first, I want to say that uh, the, the last podcast, the Two More Things episode, I said that later today I'm going to record a new podcast, which is this one. And I didn't, which is my fault, of course. But <clears throat> it's because there was a lot of things that happened. Like, I was, I was about to record, but then, you know, people barged into a house. Because, you know, they own the place, and I don't. But, um, you know, I'm living with them. I have people living here with me. <clears throat> Family related and stuff, so I, I really hate this. But don't worry, you know. Yeah, that's just how uh, roommates are. Not really roommates, they're just they're fucking family. Whatever. Uh, I don't know, I was going to say something else. Oh yeah, there was um, another one where... They showed two day escape keys. Which, I don't know why. There was one that... God, what was the, uh, the other one that I screwed up? Where am I? All right, I'm not, not gonna take all the time. I'm just gonna do the book itself because that's what I'm gonna do. All right, let's just get into it. All right, well, today's book we're going to review, and possibly the only book further notice Diary of a Wimpy Kid the one of the most best-selling books for children young teenagers about a middle school life of Greg Heffley Greg Gregory with his family now I lived in a time where the first book barely just came out and uh, everyone was so excited about it which I know I was like, well, you know, if, it, if it's so good, why not just get one? And uh, so I did, and I got, uh, in which I'm not really a fan, but I say that I enjoyed the uh, the book of it. And then number two came out, and then number three, and then number four. The, the quadrilogy? The trilogy, but it's like quadrilogy or something. Anyway, four greatest books that I ever read. Until five and six and seven, it's basically just it was like, okay, well, I don't know where we're we going, but sure, I guess. And in eight, nine, ten, eight or nine, it was just okay, well, this is about well, this is starting to go a bit haywire, and then uh, ten and onwards, it's just shit. <laughs> It really is. It really is crap. 
and this is this book, the newest book, uh, The Deep End, is no exception to it. And uh, of course, over 250 million books sold. I mean, good job, Jeff. That's nice, but you can't over. No book can ever topple the Bible. The best-selling book ever. Yeah, this is the book I read, and uh, I gotta say, I am even more concerned than I am in earlier stages. So, basically, there is stages of reading a diary of a wimpy kid book and uh, seeing how it evolves over time. The first four books are pretty much like the main, main books, you know, like the... It captures the spirit of Jeff Kenny and the spirit of, you know, what the wimpy kid is. And how it, pretty much how it, you know, a regular, not really a regular, but like a quirk, no, quirky, no. A non-normal middle school person tries to survive middle school or tries to survive in a real world, world as well. Of course, there's the, um movies, which we're going to talk about. Well, that's just a whole different topic for now, but uh, we're talking about the books. But uh, in the four books, it pretty much sums up the entirety of the family, the Greg, the story and everything. Uh, five, six is um, basically, it's experimenting some new stuff, but still has a bit of that charm inside. And uh, seven, eight where uh, 789 is where it's starting to go a completely different route than it was originally going to be which you know the charm is basically losing at that point to something experimental and then 10 onwards it's just well 10 until what was this 15 10 to 14 it basically went a whole different direction and lost all of its charm in the process of it and it doesn't even match up what the original books were, what you know, what made it so special. But 15, this is where uh, it takes a really, really concerning direction. Now, if you want, I can talk about spoilers in this book, which I have to do just to tell about the other stuff. But if you want to read it, get it to your local library, library um, remember to sanitize. Uh, or get it on your local Walmart or Amazon or wherever you get books nowadays. Yeah, Barnes and Noble is another one. But um, yeah, I do. I do want to say that uh, this cover looks kind of nice, and um, yeah, even like the word diary is like warped into you know, maybe the the pool stuff and I actually like it. The book itself, like the hardcover, looks really, really nice. Like the pool, tiles and everything. Good job. Apart from like the other ones that uh, they have and oh dear, the getaway is like the most hideous one. I believe. Alright, well, let's talk about spoilers now and talk about the entire uh, premise of this. So if you don't want to hear it, then uh, well, pause until you read the entire book, and then come back here later in the day or 
other time to read it for yourself. All right, well, let's get on with it. All right, well, uh, I'm going to read the back of this book because I'm pretty sure this is just spoilers. Don't read the back of the books until you actually read the entire book. Just uh, let you know that uh, if it takes you by surprise, you know, you can take it by surprise. But uh, here's like the summary of it or the description. When Greg Heffley and his family hit the road for a cross-country camping trip, they're ready for the adventure of a lifetime. But their plans hit a major snag and they find themselves straight in at an RV park that's not exactly a summertime paradise. Things only get worse for the Heffleys when the skies open up and the water starts to rise, making them wonder if they can save their vacation or if they're already in too deep. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful um, description. <clears throat> but here's like, the spoilers of it. So in the beginning of the book, they say, well, they pretty much are mimicking the quarantine here in the United States and everything where everyone's trapped inside and, you know, Greg has to deal with their, with his annoying family. He wants to get out and wants to make his own place or whatever. And uh, basically mimicking the quarantine here in the United States where people are trapped with their families or people are trapped with themselves or people are trapped with their annoying families and they just want to get out, you know, just want to have fun. In August here says so they're fighting whatever and uh, of course in the last book which I also read I read every single one of those from 1 to 15 so um, <laughs> I just wanted to recollect my, my mind up to you know skim the book just to remember but in the last book they were trying to rebuild their house or like remodel their house after getting inheritance money from their gam gam or something or grandma or something I, I, I don't know why, just like saying Gam Gam because it's, it's so, it sounds so stupid, but no no offense to people who actually say Gam Gam to their grandmothers, you know, just, I'm just saying that it sounds weird to me when, uh, when I say the words, but it's funny to me. But um, basically, they were trying to remodel it and uh, the pool was, um, well, you know, part of the remodeling process to just move it or get rid of it, I think. And so the crane took it and then snapped and pretty much crashed the entire household pretty much at the same time when uh, these people agreed to buy the house since they found out that uh, remodeling doesn't really work and it's better off to buy another house but uh you know they decided to stay at grandma's house and uh you know and grandma has her priorities because she rented a goddamn fucking the guest room to her dog, out of all things. And I mean, you know, of course, quarantine and uh, they say all that. And then, uh, you know, and then they say, well, let's just go to vacation. Because that always, always is a good idea. Every single time they say, well, let's go to a vacation to relax ourselves. It's the fucking premise of like the newest, like the newest books of the Diary Movie Kid series, and the plot of the new, the newest movie, of the Long Haul. It's always let's the Hefleys will take a trip to somewhere and basic and normal, like a pool place, 
or grandma's house or fucking Iraq or something. They always do these stupid mundane road trips and they always fuck things up in the way because that's just how they are. That's the Hefleys. They screw things up unintentionally. God, I hate it. So basically, they found a place that they want to go, but uh, they... And then, you know, luckily, oh, the universe has been aligned once again. They got... Uh, their uncle's van or something. And so, you know, why not just take that in our uh, house? T- take that as our, our little house. And let's go on a road trip uh, to a forest. They're going to a forest now to camp out. So... Oh, God. Talking about that. Trespassing. They were trespassing as well. And uh, now they found into a water park, I guess. And now they went to a national forest. They hang out. And then... uh, Something about sewage. And then they got kicked out because... Uh, Manny, fucking, I want to, fuck Manny, um, that little bastard used the, the red flare gun, because it only meant for emergencies, and then he made it explode and stuff, but, um, and so I decided to, you know what, just get out of the forest, and, uh, let's just go somewhere, and they decided to go to Campers Eden, well, we're gonna talk about it, we'll go stop in a moment, but for now, it's just and so they decided to go to the place and they realized that oh crap you have to book in advance just to get like the cool lots but now they have to go to economy lots uh and of course it's normally as it was it's crazy whatever and then Greg discovers house discrimination <clears throat> and everything economy econ- economy uh Economy dis- uh, discrimination. There you go. That's the word. And then skunk. Basically. The dad, the guy. He doesn't want to fuck with. Yada, yada, yada. And everything is just getting more and more and more and more chaotic. He joins a friend group that he'll never meet again. Says there are regulars here. They made a plan, yada, yada, yada. Pretty much they're all stupid. They get fall into a stupid trap and then trying to accuse Greg, the new kid. Something about movie. Then lightning, I think flash flood happened. And then uh, everyone, and then again, went back to pandemic era where everyone freaked out and buy all of the items. And, uh, they decided to want they'll go the way out into some place where it's shallow enough, and then they decided to get stuck. And uh, and the whole reason that they're like they're all stuck is because the bridge has been you know connecting to the outside world to this little place has been broken, and so they decided to get the RV into like the shallow place with water. Realize that uh, it all screws up in the process, and uh, 
pretty much are flowing in the water and they hit the bridge, which again, it magically connects the bridge so that everyone can get out. And then after the flood has been gone, uh, they're only them left. They enjoy their stuff and uh, <clears throat> have their own place to themselves. And they had a good time. Really mundane. You can hear my enthusiasm go way, way, way down the more I speak. That's why I have a bottle of water here. That's why I have a bottle of water here. <clears throat> so there you go. There, there's the whole premise. Pandemic, basically. Hmm, really mundane. But that's not the worrying stuff. We all know that the charm has been lost. It's always going to be in the next book. The next book is always going to be the Halflings will go to this place and definitely nothing will go wrong. Even though as comedic as it is, you know, everything went wrong as always, which makes me mad. But that's not it. The main concern I have about this book is uh, more shocking. I'm, I'm just going to talk about it. Biblical stuff. That's the most worrying part about this thing. So, if you don't know, Jeff Kinney um, is... I'm pretty sure he's a Christian. I can look it up real quick. but um, I'm pretty sure that Jeff Kinney is Christian. But the thing I'm worrying about the most here is that this book is talking more and more biblical stuff. Which, I mean, I can see why um, as it is. Because, you know, Greg is a middle school child that is has, you know, it's a normal suburban family, and of course the suburban family is mostly Christian. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, I'm just saying that it's just, it's just how it is. Okay, let's see here. Again, we're going to talk about Jeff Kenny in a second as well, but let's talk about the biblical stuff in this book. See, people buy this book because of Greg Helfley and his relatableness of uh, being an awkward middle school child. But now that charm has been lost, Jeff Kenny can basically do whatever he wants to the series and the characters that he does with the series as well. And decided to put more biblical stuff here in the book. Like, for example, here on the um, Noah's Ark, basically where Noah is in an ark, and has to keep with animals for, I guess, 40 days and 40 nights. It says here 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know, but... I well, you can confirm that or not. You know, I really don't care. But uh, it really... It's, it reflects on the Noah's Ark where... No, it reflects on, like, the, the camper RV where you're trying to go to the other side of the road. But uh, they're actually floating in the water. Uh, you know, like... Rivering flow. It was like it was a flash flood, basically. That is interconnected, and there's also one where um, 
Genesis, Adam and Eve, I think. Where, uh, you know, the Garden of Eden, I guess. And funny enough, they go to a place that I said earlier, which I forgot what it's called. Uh, Camper's Eden. Basically, paradise. But, uh, and of course, when people left uh, Camper's Eden, they, the Hephalus have all this place to themselves. Basically... The Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, enjoying the beautiful place that they have and enjoying as luxury as they can. I just hope they don't eat any apples. But uh, that's just two references of the Bible here in this book. And of course, it's not really that massive, but uh, I'm starting to worry about this, you know, where the biblical stuff is going. If it's, just, if it's going to be just a one-off thing, just a one-off thing forever and ever and ever with the books, I'm fine with it. But the thing is, if it gets more pushy and pushy to be more Christian and Christian, I'm not going to read any more of these books anymore. And I hope, you know, children who has other religions other than Christianity would ever read this book ever again because it is really just pushing it, basically going to Christian propaganda at that point. But uh, that's where I'm starting to worry about it, where it's just basically going to go full biblical. And uh, we'll lose entirely what the main series was. But, uh, you know, I mean, Jeff Kinney, he can write an entirely new story, an entirely new universe about another kid who is in middle school, but is more religious and something like that, and could talk about the Bible in, you know, in kid terms. He can do it, all of that. I am fine with it. But if you're going to do this to the Diary of a Kid, where it was just a normal kid that does not define their uh, religion, and it was just because he was a quirky, he was an awkward, quirky kid in middle school. Uh, if you're gonna put more Christian stuff in it, we're not gonna read this anymore. I'm gonna discourage people from ever reading this ever again, and just leave it as it is. So it doesn't. It's fine. You can put biblical biblical stuff in it, but don't overpower it to the point where it's mostly biblical after biblical story after biblical story, which it's basically just propaganda at that point. Where it just you know says no. Don't change people's religions. Seriously, not, it's not only just hard, it is excruciating. And it's very, very difficult. And uh, even if they don't like it from the start, and you're pressuring them to do it, and you're forcing them to do it, you're pretty much the top-level asshole here in the world. But, um, Jeff, you know, moderate, moderate. Make it control this stuff, basically. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> like the last time, please make, please don't have any capital letters or capital words. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it because I want them just screaming every single page I will ever read. I don't want to see a whole bunch of biblical stuff because I, I'm reading the diary of a kid. I'm not reading the Bible. All right. So. Calm your Bible, <laughs> Jeff. But um, hopefully it does not go to that route. I, I hope not. I hope it will bring back the charm. Hopefully we'll wrap up the series saying, I finished middle school. Everything we went to high school. I went to adulthood and everything went fine as it is. Maybe finally make Greg go to high school. Explain the hardness of high school. Because the kids who read Diary of a Movie Kid are, well, they're, they're in, well, they're in college, high school, 
and they in the between, you know, they graduate high school and they're all they're going to college. And um, this is the demographic that you were targeted to back in the day. So, and of course, it's a bit more expansive because, you know, there's more people than that read their books and are older or younger. So, um, target that demographic again. Say that, you know, Greg goes to high school and there's shenanigans there. And then Greg goes to college and even more shenanigans. Or, or even better, just go to adult life and just wrap the book up and just done. Just make the series over. I know it makes you... I know it's a cash cow that you pretty much has dried up to the point of just wanted the cow just, just commit suicide. Just end his or her or their misery. Because they don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. But, um... Please, no biblical stuff. Like I said earlier. Please, wrap the book! So many books! Alright, well, let's talk about Jeff real quick. Alright, well, let's talk about Jeff Kinney. Which I hate more and more of him every single day when I read his stuff. So... Here's an article that it's most famous, basically, where... What year was this written? 2012. And it says here, and from The Guardian, Jeff Kenny. People ask me, is Greg really you? And uh, pretty much talk about his life back in the day where he says, uh, My books wouldn't have existed without the upbringing I had or without the family that I have. Basically meaning that uh, the books that he wrote was inspired by his actual events as a middle school child and um, his own family. And then he says something that's so fucking stupid, I hate it so much. I had a very normal, very typical American childhood. My father worked for the government at the Pentagon. And my mother was an educator. The mother went, that's all right. Everyone, you know, being a teacher, you know, it's normal. But no one, no father... No American child in the suburbs has a fucking father that works at the Pentagon. Why? So we have a very average upbringing, but that's how me and writing because I'm, I'm writing about ordinary things. Pretty sure that only like four days in your entire childhood was ordinary and, you know, suburban standards. But no, your father worked at the goddamn Pentagon. I had an older brother, an older sister, and a younger brother. And though I look bad fondly on my childhood, I think when you've got four siblings sharing the same resources in a single kid's bathroom, it's going to get a little tense at times. I just how fucking suburban life is with a lot of children. You were the middle child, of course. I never thought of myself as an attention seeker, but I probably was pretty jealous that my younger brother got a lot of it. So in a way, all the experiences are somehow related to my own childhood, and I would say that the DNA of my childhood appears in these books. Well, your DNA appears to have fade out now, Jeff. Uh, this was at a time when the third wheel was um, being written, or was selling, I guess. People ask me, is Greg really you? And I say that Greg is smarter than I was as a kid in some ways. And maybe less smart than others. But I think that growing up, nobody wanted, nobody would want to have those years recorded. And that's what's happening to Greg. He doesn't come out looking so good. So, 
he says in his, well, I'm going to summarize that. In his own words, he says that Greg is somewhat more better and more worse than he is. Basically trying to level out the the typical American middle school child, basically. But the thing is, P- Jeff gets pissed when you shit on Greg. Because, again, Greg equals Jeff. This is pretty much Jeff's reincarnation as another middle school child. If you shit on Greg, you're shitty on Kef. And, uh, you know, and uh, pretty sure there was one with Mum Key Jones was talking about the hypocrisies of Greg and how he's a hypocrite or a narcissist. And uh, Jeff Kenny hated him. It's basically, you know, directly telling, well, it was basically telling directly to Jeff that he's narcissistic and he's an, an arrogant prick. But uh, he took that not into light. So that's why he uh, blocked him, I, I guess. Uh. I'll just read more of the article. So, Kenny, listen, Jeff. Look, I know you want cash. I know everyone wants money nowadays. We all need money to survive. We all get it. But if you're going to write a children's novel book and trying to keep up with the demographic of the people who made you famous, just come on out and just say that, hey, we're trying to prove the story. What we can do to prove the charm? Or better yet, just come out and say, hey, we're not going to target you and demographics anymore. I'm going to connect to an entirely new generation of the Generation Alpha that's going to come out soon and uh, maybe make a book that wraps up the um, the current generation of Greg that we know and love, which I think it did back in 14 when they had a massive party where they're trying to move out or something. But, uh, you know, they, they celebrate and stuff, which I almost, like, I almost starting to become liking that book because like saying like hey hey it's gonna wrap up the entire series of us of our own generation of our own stuff that we know the the greg we know and love saying hey he's done he's finally gonna do a big boy move he's gonna get rid of his old life and gonna start an entirely new life which couldn't which couldn't connect to an entire new generation of kids you know but wrapping up the old one that we all know and love basically getting a farewell and doing a reset basically like a hard reset for the newer ones to come which i would have loved that i would have loved that even if you don't have to end the whole series you can just end the our the, the this generation of series the first generation and start a new generation basically having an entire party with everyone else that we all know and love that we all uh, were fond of were fond of well, we all enjoyed and we all know and laughed and hugged and cried and everything. Last huge celebration, even though it doesn't feel like, you know, it really happens. You know, some awkward child decided to host a party and everyone's invited with. Whatever. But to everyone, says one last hurrah and uh, they move out. They finally did. And, um, Start an entirely new life. Maybe you can take Raleigh with you, I guess, just to connect with it. 
that could have been so, so good. That could have been way, way good. And I will say, the end of the series, you know, just praising Jeff for making our childhood dreams and our childhood lives a lot more better. But no, no, they did not. They went back to their old selves, basically. <clears throat> or you can say metaphorically, they they celebrated it. You know, they 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 move on and men mentality mentality no mentally they moved on and now they're starting a new cleansing their new generation their new brains basically targeting new stuff new stuff to new kids and uh you could say that you could say that but um <clears throat> that could have been a really good out right ending but no <clears throat> That's just what Jeff is. And the surprise, if Jeff actually does listen to my podcast somehow. Um, hi, first of all. Second of all, <clears throat> I do want to say a hats off to you. You did actually inspire me to um, create more stuff. In fact, Jeff was the only ins- inspiration, not the really inspiration, more of a kickstart of continuing my own series, Michael and Pink and Pig, uh, since 2008. I guess. When was the, the first I ever begin? I remember there was a movie in 2010, but hold on. Two thousand seven. Oh wow! So I guess either I think I mean my my childhood was very very foggy now, but it could be that uh, Jeff actually not only kickstarted on you know keep continuing. I think he kickstarted. The entire series, because this the first book was in uh, April Fools of two thousand seven, and the Roderick Rules was in two thousand. I'm pretty sure I saw Roderick Rules and or the Last Straw, two or three, which I was introduced to the series itself because I I didn't notice one existed without noticing the second one or the third one. But uh, I mean, you could be the direct reason why I started it, like I'm being big. Or maybe something else. Who knows? Somehow. But still, without Jeff, <clears throat> I could not continue the series no matter what day. Um, he actually, you know, jump-started my little series. You know. Or maybe I, without him, I could I could have jump-started the series in 2008. Why, why say jump-start? I could have started the series in 2008... And could kill off in 2010 because in 2010, I felt like, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. No one's interested in this anymore. Why not just cancel it? Just move on, basically. It could have been, could have been gone in 2010. But either way, without Jeff, without his books, he wouldn't have motivation to make, to keep continuing the Michael and Pig and Pig series of it. So, in a way... I do say thank you very much for (sighs) 
like I said, I have people here. <clears throat> Someone just entered the house. So I moved here to a quieter location, which had to be a bit quiet. Not really, but you know. And then again, I want to say thank you, Jeff, for um, uh, making this inspiration possible. Without you, I couldn't even know what we're going to do with the series. So, um, I'm thankful for that, you know. I mean, I'm happy that you have your own fortune. I'm happy that you made you a lot of money. But uh, I do want to say, you need to, well, and I know that some criticism are stupid, but um, here's an actual criticism for you. And is that uh, your books are actually losing, well, you lost your uh, the, the charm of the original books as it was. And um, I do want to say that uh, just all I wanted is just to bring it back one more time. Bring the charm to the, the original first book one last time just to wrap up the entire generation that we grew up with that we introduced with not grew up with well of course both of them but we were introduced to it so I wanted to congratulate you on that alright well I have to wrap things up real quick <clears throat> but yeah congratulations Jeff for 250 million books and uh, please make your books better <laughs> uh, bring back the charm it's okay to do biblical stuff but don't put too much of it like vinegar, don't put too much vinegar because it will overpower the sandwich. Same goes with uh, biblical stuff in the book. You can put a little bit, but don't put too much, it'll overpower the entire book. All right, well, that's it. I'm going to wrap things up real quick. All right, now I really, really need to wrap this, this up because there's an, only one light here and it's flickering. So it's going to be here in the darkness and I want well anyway thank you so much for, for listening oh yeah the second one I said watching I, I'm pretty sure I believe in uh, last episode but uh, I forgot to say listen so thank you so much for listening to the last episode and thank you so much for listening to this episode um, hopefully we can do more book reviews like this I am reading um, Humble Pie from Mac Parker as well so maybe I'll do a review on that as well who knows Quick book reviews, because I don't want to spoil it like what I did to the Diary of the Kid series. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for visiting once again, and I'll hear you in the next book review or in the next live podcast. All right, see ya.